Mentally Unstuck is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Jojo, created to help successful people who feel stuck move forward to pursue a path of feeling whole and excited. Let's get moving. Hey, everybody, it's Jojo, and we are back spending some more time with Jeanette Ali, and we are talking about being inspired to advocate for others. So if you missed the last episode, you've got to go back and hear about Jeanette's incredible history with advocating for other people. Jeanette, thank you so much for being back with us today. Hi, it's good to be back. And I already have my next questions. Um, I did. I did want to add one thing um, about the yoga. Yes. Is that um, so? When I I did the same training as you, and I agree, it was it was very therapeutic. It is very you know soul soul searching and wonderful and awful and everything at the same time. You know. But um, so one thing coming out of it, I didn't realize is that um, yoga is still seen as being elitist. And, you know, and so I, I started listening to some podcasts about it and it really opened my eyes. And I do feel like as yogis in the community, we, we need to find a way to reach those who need yoga, but don't want to go in a studio, you know, who don't who, who walk in a studio and, and don't want, they can't pay $70, a month. You know, there's this whole group and you know how it is. You go in a yoga studio and let's be honest, everybody kind of looks the same. Yes. So, you know, there's just, I haven't really figured it out, but would like to find a way to reach those because they're not searching yoga on Instagram, you know, and I don't know how to reach them. I've been thinking about maybe going to, you know, into YMCAs or just a, just a way to reach those who could really benefit from yoga, but are not comfortable reaching out to yoga. Right. Right. That's so awesome. And thank you for bringing that back up because it is what I love about everything that I do, whether it's yoga or teaching dance or encouraging someone to start a podcast, it's reaching people who don't think they belong. Mm -hmm. I I think that like I've experienced that feeling of not belonging and I've had people who reach out and pull me in or give me a place. And I, I try to do that for other people. And there are so many people who yoga will benefit in so many different ways, you know, mentally and physically. Um, and they just won't try it. And I don't think people realize how many aspects there are to yoga, right? Cause there's the meditation, which yeah. is like just to stop and <laughs> be still, <laughs> especially as a mom, um, is really incredible. So if you're listening and you are interested in starting yoga or taking a yoga class, you can definitely reach out to Jeanette. We're looking for those ideas. You can email me as well at info at jojostance.com and just give me suggestions. And maybe there's something we could put together online. I mean, I don't know how you felt we could talk about this, but when the pandemic happened and I hate even talking about it, <laughs> but 
I had a dance studio. I had a physical space and then I needed to close it, you know, and people wanted to still take dance and do yoga online. And I didn't want to, I'm not great with technology at all. And so zoom was not even a thing for me, but I had to pay studio bills. So it was like, I'll try it. And it was the greatest thing. Like I have a 77 year old woman. And then I had a a woman who has arthritis, but like totally wouldn't go to a studio. And they were all from different areas. I had somebody from Vegas, you know, on, so it really provided this way that people could get connected from all over and, you know, those moments you have to say hello in the beginning or in the end, really build community. So yeah. and to people's suggestions, what did you think about, like, were you working online already when, when that happened? Did you do Zoom classes? No, but uh, I like it. You know, I actually did a private class for a friend who was currently in drug, in a drug rehab program. Mm-hmm. and um, was just able to really just focus on him and uh, just did some loving kindness and just he had an emotional breakthrough and I do like that of Zoom is that is that you can give people that one-on-one that they need. Mm-hmm. Yes, without having to find a space or rent a space. Yeah, yeah. Deal with the weather so that and is- they can cry, they want to cry. We'll cry. You're in your house, you know, it's okay. There's just so much more freedom to let go. Yes, that's true. Um, I was peeking on your YouTube and it looked like you were holding in one of the videos. I didn't click on it, but was it a ukulele or did you have an acoustic? Like, do you play oh, yeah, while you teach? Uh, no, I think that's the video where I was do, working on a chant on Asatoma, just kind of reworking it for, you know, I, I love chanting. It just brings joy in my heart. And are there other ways that you use music um, to connect with people? Um, I'm just well, curious because I'm into you being a musician, so... <laughs> Listener, I worked, well, I worked for, uh, I worked as a musician for years. It's how I got myself through my undergrad. And, uh, you know, that was my primary source of income. But it, yeah, it's definitely was a way to connect with people because when you play music and I just, I play bass, I, I sing a little backup, but just even playing, you pour your soul out you know, through the music and we had, we had a lot of fans and they were really attached to us, you know, I think because they saw us like pouring our soul out, you know, and they could come and dance and, you know, they wanted to know about us and invite us over to their houses, you know, for barbecue or something. And so (laughs) in that way, it's, it's a connection thing. I think I'm just all about connection, you know, and then in the band itself, there's like, you're almost like married to everybody, you know, that you just, there's this really deep, deep connection between everyone because you have to be in sync, like totally in sync, reading each other's minds, you know, and that um, I could actually bring that around to, uh, back to advocating for people as the first hard lesson I had to learn in helping people 
was that we played a benefit concert for a woman with cancer. And um, this was uh, the drummer's uh, a cause. I didn't know the lady, she had been reaching out to ladies. So we played this benefit. And then not only did we play the benefit, we also all donated cash. Well, there was a little weird vibe at the benefit. Didn't really think anything about it. Um, come to find out a few weeks later, this lady, she, I don't know if she's still in prison or not. She faked the whole entire thing. She never had cancer. She scammed so many people. She, she went, she was a local to my area and she went to prison. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that was like a huge, my first lesson that uh, yeah, you know what? I hate to say it because I've been, I've experienced it even in my Facebook group, but I come across people that are lying through their teeth. They don't need help. They just want free money. They just want free stuff. Or um, one family I helped, I went and met the mom at Walmart. And as soon as she stepped out of the car, I knew that she was going to sell everything I gave her to buy drugs. I knew it. I knew it. I knew she was lying and there was nothing I could do. I gave her the stuff and I just sat in my car and I was like, you know what? I'm learning that when you help people, the biggest thing you have to learn is to release, release. Yes. yes. You did it. It's done. You can't hold on to the fact that maybe they were lying or maybe they are going to go sell the toys you bought for their kids for drugs or they don't have cancer. Like, you just have to know that in that moment that you helped, you were true in your heart because yeah. I mean, I can't escape it. It keeps happening. It keeps, you know, I, I'm, I'm pr- way more, use way more discretion of who I help, but um, I see it even in local Facebook groups, there's a scam that went on last year where women were saying they were sleeping in a hotel. Well, they were posting the same post over and over and getting, then they'd say, Oh no, you can't go pay the hotel. You have to give me cash. It, it's like, so, you know, it's hard because you want to, you want to help, but then it's hard not to start letting yourself get turned away from it by people who lie, you know, and, and all I can think is that that's, that's where you have to learn to just release. Yeah. And that's totally what I was going to ask you about how you navigate that, but you explained it. And I know that that's difficult and how did you keep that from making you hard? Because as you're saying it, like I'm realizing that I would get burnout from that, you know, and you sound like you've dealt with it really well because it's about who you are, right? When you're a giver, it's about who you are, not necessarily Mm -hmm. who's receiving, but how do you keep yourself from just throwing up your hands and feeling like you're not going to help anyone else? Yeah, just being, just using discretion. Um, it is fresh to me. I, pro- I may be giving off some intensity because I did actually just right before Christmas get, you know, basically uh, screwed over by someone I thought was a friend for three years uh, by uh, like five different ways. She did me dirty and I'm still dealing with it. I got her cat here in my house like, no! I, that she was supposed to come back for. You know, like, so I'm like, man, how did I miss the signs? Like, how did I miss this? You know, and it was just because I think I, it wasn't about her anymore. 
it was about now it's about her cat or me worrying about her kids you know it's like it, it just becomes a, I just have to get away from the person that that is the fraud and like look deeper or or then I have to find compassion like obviously this person has some kind of a mental illness you know or some kind of trauma where they need they feel like they need to do this to people you know right right you have a big heart we need people with big hearts. We do. Try. I know. I know that that's hard. Um, okay. So do you have a specific goal in the future that would make you feel like, okay, I have really accomplished a lot as far as helping people and we're never done. Like that work is never done, but is there mm-hmm. some project or something that you have that you want to work on? Yeah, I would actually like to narrow down. I'm kind of all over the place helping all these different kinds of stuff. I'd like to narrow down and really focus my energy on one cause. And um, in one job I had before my baby, my last baby, I developed a huge heart for foster kids, especially ones who come from homes that were neglected or the parents were on drugs. I, I just read so many court reports that like your heart just breaks, you know, on the floor. Like you just, it's so sad. I would like to do something with that. I have ambitions to go to law school. So some, when I, you know, I would like to then focus, you know, in that way, in, in somehow just making sure that these children are getting the life they deserve. I I, got to stop. I'm too much. My energy is here and there. And it's like, it's, it's, it's gets overwhelming because then it's like, I, you know, I need to say no. And I feel like I would feel more, more inspired and I would feel more accomplished in that way. If I just had one, just one cause. Yes. One, one area to focus on You're you're wise though, in that you know that. It took me a long time <laughs> to realize that because your heart is just big. And I was also thinking like with you being a yogi and being a musician, you're like the empathy queen, like, and it's, it's exhausting, but yeah. I think, um, I have a big heart for foster kids too. Um, I actually had started filling out an application to foster but it makes you look at yourself so much. It asks some pretty deep questions. I don't know if you've ever looked at it. And I was like, I don't think I can handle this right now, but it is something that's important to me. And I think that you are the perfect person <laughs> to be an advocate for children. I'm a teacher, so I'm, I'm an advocate for children. <laughs> but narrowing the focus is a good idea because you have, you have children, you have your own children, you know, yeah. we try to give at home. I can hear your little babies in the background. Um, you, you want to give at home. And I think you want to model for your kids, right? Like that we love people and we give to people, but then there's this thing of wanting them to feel first. I don't know if you go through that. Like, I want my kids to feel like they're number one. And I want them to see that I try to help other people. Yeah. I, um, not that exactly. I do just try to show, especially my older girl, like that we need to help. She's kind of a 
a diva, to be honest. So <laughs> I want her to see outside herself, you know, and it's just her personality. It's nothing wrong with it. It's just, I do, like, I took her with us when we went to the farm to deliver the gratitude bags, you know, like, and she handed it to, you know, who we were assigned to. Like, I, I want her to actively know that, you know, Christmas, yeah, okay, we do get presents, but we also are, we need to give as much as we get, if not more. Right. Awesome. Yes. Nothing wrong with being a diva. She'll be fine. I promise. <laughs> oh no, I'm glad she is because she's not weak at all. She's so strong and I, and you need that, especially, I mean, to be honest, being a female in this world, no, you need to be strong. Yeah. That's what you, <laughs> you mean. Need to be, you need to, you need to be able to slam the door in someone's face without feeling bad sometimes, you know, <laughs> that's, that's totally true. Yeah. So I have really enjoyed having you with us. And as more things develop, I hope that you come back on the show and share with us what's going on. Um, I have received a lot of good tips from you and it's inspiring. And I love finding other ways that I can get involved with helping other people and is also confirming like some of the things that I feel as far as how I want to help people. You shared those Mm -hmm. ideas too. So I appreciate you taking time for me, for us. Yeah. I'm I'm just honored that you asked me. I just, I love watching everything you're doing. It's just, my heart just bursts with joy for you. Like I just love seeing all these good things you're doing, exciting. And you're just like, you're just this ball of just positive energy and light. And I just, I just really love it. That's exactly what I want to be. Thank you. (laughs) And you are. Success. You're there. You're there. Just keep on shining. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, we'll have to plan some time to either meditate or do some yoga together. Kirtan. Kirtan. When you get back. For sure. For sure. (laughs) For sure. And um, I had one more. Oh, okay. Last thing I definitely, definitely wanted to say is that um, you talked about singing like background vocals, but you really have a beautiful voice. And that's what stood out to me about you. You were kind of downplaying it a little bit, but I I want people to know that. So looking to that and you have a great day and I will chat with you soon. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. This is Micah, producer of Successfully Unstuck with JoJo, thanking you for listening and growing with us. Successfully Unstuck is not only a podcast, but a community of high achievers who want to use the creativity to surpass obstacles and live a more fulfilling life. Level up yours and start making an impact on others. Join the Successfully Unstuck Facebook community and start sharing your wins. We are rooting for you. This is Micah, signing off.